a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So, people say, what is the problem with all these various and uh, divided churches, etc., etc.? And the answer is, the problem is the doctrine of justification. We got it wrong. So, I mean, the irony here is, is that the, the mystic um, is always trying to turn away from the, cre- the creation and uh, into what is um, unseen and only felt. And what God wants to do is turn us away from what is unseen and felt into the tangible, the, the water, right. the word, uh, right, the right. bread and wine. What is it? We got to integrate God's story and make it our story, and we be- become participants in the biblical narrative. It makes me want to puke Yale blue. Making our listeners participants in our story, the Table Talk Radio narrative. Welcome to this edition of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> That's uh, terrible. What? You don't want them to be part of our our narrative? I think it's so great that I just guessed that Yale was blue, and it was. That's amazing. <laughs> well, we were doing some uh, Table Talk Jeopardy today as well. I understand you were too lazy to get questions, so I have questions for Indeed. you. Indeed. And then the Praise Song Cruncher right after your emails and uh, some buzzwords. So uh, pretty pretty easy show today, huh? Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be worried if I were you on Table Talk Jeopardy. No Oh, yeah, I forgot to worry about that. No problem. Now that you mention it, maybe I will. That'll add drama and flair to the show, causing an emotional connection with the listeners who will be rooting for me and be so sad when they see me not answering the questions. I kind of liked it last week when you didn't know what the buzzword was. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Want to turn your headphones off? What was it again? (laughs) Last last week, I remember. It was um, antinomian last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll take my headphones off. You just got to <laughs> yell to tell me to put them back on, and you can whisper the buzzword. Okay. All right. Hey Headphones are off now. Okay. Hey, guys. The, uh, I can't buzz- hear you at all. The buzzword today is absolution. I can't hear a single That's thing you're saying. the announcement of forgiveness following the confession of sins. I'm still talking. Uh, and this is when the pastor, I put them back on now? by the command of Christ, I don't Christ, know. I can't hear you. Uh, proclaims the Can absolution. I come back in? Okay. I'm gonna come. All right. Come back in, Pastor Wolf Mueller. Okay. Got it. Okay, good. I'm here. You know, it's a good thing that our friend, uh, what's our friend's name that told us to get Mike a Mike Brown, also who uh, <laughs> oh, we got the right. email from him. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, good thing he told us to get a uh, conditioner, because that just saved us right Conditioner? There. Compressor. Yeah, Con- yeah, that's right. I, I, he told us to get some shampoo, too. <laughs> conditioner. Shampoo's better. It cleans the My hair. goodness, what's wrong with it? Okay, what's your theological buzzword? Catechesis. Have we ever had that one before? No, I think that's a new one. So I want to know what that is. I have no man, idea. Man, oh man, catechesis. Catechesis derives somehow from the word catechism, <laughs> which is a noun. Catechesis, I do believe, is a verb. And so it along the lines of catechize, which means teach the catechism or catechism teaching, catechesis. Instruction? Teaching the could catechism. We, could we say that? This is also where the word catechumen comes from. The word is catecho, which means from the echo, apparently. So oh. it's the it's the way of teaching, which uh, which you know speak and you, you question, and then the echo answer that comes back, etc. So the it's echo nice. comes back, comes back, etc. Nice, etc. 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 See, that's funny because I was echoing you. <laughs> I got it, and it was even funnier because I understood so quickly to echo back. 
We know we haven't done that yeah, in a while. Boy. Explaining each other's jokes. I I think poor our poor listeners who have been just in the dark on all of our jokes. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> None of these jokes make sense. <laughs> would, would someone please explain, explain them? <laughs> then they would be so funny. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do uh, some email. Oh, yeah, so you already spilled the beans on our email from uh, Mike today, um, formerly employed. Mike from Aurora. Formerly employed at U.S. Bancorp. That's what the f- the signature of his email says. So it does? Yeah. Not, formerly not, he, employed? It, no, it just says U.S. Bancorp, but I figured since we're reading it on the air, he's now formally employed. <laughs> I'd like to hear you run Psalm 119 through the praise song cruncher. It appears to okay. me that it fails in criteria 1, 3, 4, and perhaps even 5, if that's possible. Now, 5, I believe, is explicit false teaching. Is Mike here suggesting that um, Psalm 119 does not pass doctrinal review? <laughs> it seems we, like we it. better get CPH Who on the phone. Who is that guy's pastor? Do you have CPH on your speed dial? Yeah, man. They might have me on theirs, too. I, by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this lately, love CPH. I'm going to pass a uh, overture, a, a resolution at the convention. Whereas CPH uh, is all things theological, uh, be it resolved <laughs> that they offer free doctrine review on demand through the toll-free number. <laughs> and then we could just... We could just you know, turn on the the phone line and let them listen to our show, and then see if it passed. Doctor, they could, uh, live on demand. We should do an app, so they could just listen, and it would be green if it's pure, red, and it would turn red if it's yellow, if it's questionable, red if it's false. I I, I don't see why that That's would be a good problem. idea. All right, write it up. So the praise song cruncher. Do we need to go through the things now? What are they? Number one is Jesus mentioned. You have a headache. Number two. No, you you all right? It sounds like you're like covering your mouth right now. No, I, a little bit. Today, I'm on Facebook Radio on the Preston Cruncher. That's, that sounds cool. That's like an AM station. <laughs> Switching from AM to, uh, from FM to AM. Hello, thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. It's amazing. Okay. So. Anyhow, one is Jesus mentioned. Two is it mystical in form. Three is it mystical in content. Four is it law and gospel rightly divided. And five. Is there false doctrine? Now, Psalm 119, so first of all, it is, of course, a risky business to run Scripture through the cruncher. In fact, it goes the other way around. The Scripture is what crunches us. So, uh, just to be uh, wary of that. Uh, Second of all, Psalm 119 is not a praise song, although someone could turn it into a praise song. It would just be an incredibly long praise song. (laughs) I'll say. (laughs) Because this is the longest chapter in the Bible. Uh, It's... um, there's eight verses for each letter in the Hebrew alphabet. So there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. First eight, for example, start with Aleph. Second eight with Beth. So whatever 22 times eight is is how many verses there are in this uh, in this chapter. And uh, it's called so it's called that's called the golden acrostic. Acrostic is the poem which you know starts with the different letters, etc. Now uh, there um, so eight eight verses for each one, and that is in each one of them except for two. Every single verse except for two mentions God's word. So this is really um, a, a poem, uh, a hymn extolling God's word and his truth. Uh, and it doesn't repeat itself. Each one is quite different, even though the word comes up over and over. So here's a few uh, verses. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimony, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You've commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. 
So that's a little taste of a Okay, Psalm so this is going to be fun. Uh, number one, is Jesus mentioned? <clears throat> well, yeah, <laughs> yes, but in concept, not by name. Sure. Jesus didn't yet have the name Jesus, but the Lord here is, um, uh, is, is Jesus. I mean, especially when the Lord talks, I take comfort, O Lord, in your word, verses like this. Um, your let for example verse forty one. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord. Your salvation according to your promise. Uh, this is Jesus, and we know it's Jesus by the way because Jesus is the Word. So whenever we see God speaking, like ninety eight percent of the time, that's Jesus there talking. Okay, now Mike doesn't assert that Psalm one nineteen breaks criteria two, so let's just skip to three. That is sure. mystical content. So we have immediacy, romance, loss of self, internal or subjective. Well, it it might seem like that because there is a lot of emotion involved um, in it. For example, well, let me just maybe find a. Um, my soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all time. That's verse twenty. Now that might because we talk we're talking about the soul there and being consumed with longing we might say well that might be mystical language because it's talking about this uh, emotive sort of thing but we have to remember that the thing that our soul is longing for is the external word of God and and I think maybe this is the key to understanding this text is that whenever it mentions rule law statue uh um word etc it's not talking about law in the narrow sense I mean the Ten Commandments, but it's talking about the whole of the Lord's Word, uh, especially all of the salvation history that's unfolded for us in the Scripture. So it's speaking both of law and gospel. So it's it, it this text really is in fact the anti-mystical text because it's drawing, even though it talks very emotionally at times, it's drawing our attention away from this towards the Lord's Word, His external Word. So I think you just answered number four, law and gospel. Well, yeah, and especially uh, uh, Psalm one nineteen, we'll talk about the suffering that comes for the Lord's word from the Lord's word, uh, the um, the the persecution that the Christian gets for trusting in the Lord's word, um, and uh, and how the enemies hate us because of the Lord's word, and yet still we cling to Him by faith and trust and trust in Him. Is there any explicit false teaching in Psalm one nineteen? No, although <laughs> I I, sus- I suspect that I mean, for example. Like this, um, uh, 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 blessed are those, this is verses 2 and 3, blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who do no wrong but walk in his ways. And we might say, well, who does that? Who seeks the Lord with their whole heart? Who does no wrong? Who walks in, his, in, in all of his ways? And the answer is none of us. I mean, we know this from the rest of the scripture, none of us. But still the Lord puts before us his, his word and offers the blessing of keeping it and delighting in it and loving it. So we're all Lord willing by the Holy Spirit moving towards this. So this is the the new man's um, prayer, Psalm one nineteen. Yeah. In fact, someone said that the Psalms begin with as the prayer of Jesus and then become the prayer of the Christian. And we see that see that right here. That may have been Bonhaver. Bonhaver. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go to a break and then after this. Hey, is Bonhoeffer gonna... the buzzword? No. I would tell you, I'm on this. Unless I've missed it. I'll be right back. We'll be right back. Tim's Talk Radio.
You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is most certainly true. And we're back on Table Talk Radio playing some Table Talk Jeopardy. Pastor Wolfmuller, I have the most fantastic category for Table Talk Jeopardy. Awesome. Are you ready? Yeah, man. Uh, your category for Table Talk Jeopardy is uh, events in history relevant to Lutheranism, even though Lutheranism isn't an ism. <laughs> you like it? Sweet. Hey, that is a controverted point, apparently, on our Facebook page. If I Every time... You know, I go check on how the kids are doing over there about once a week, and they're always fighting about, is Lutheranism an ism? Apparently. <laughs> so what would be the the pro-argument to that, that Lutheranism is an ism? Because the definition of ism says a unique doctrine, and it is a unique doctrine. Huh, okay. Well, I'll let our kids fight about that, I guess. I don't, I don't even know what that means. But are you ready for um, uh, your category? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, which one would you like? So I'm not sure if you've seen the game before. But, oh, let me. I, that's my fault. I didn't explain. So the way Table Talk Jeopardy works is that you pick a, uh, a point value underneath the category 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, Sweet. and I read you the answer, and you try to guess the question. Hey, that sounds like a good idea. So are you ready to play? <laughs> yeah, let's play. I would like uh, events in the history of Lutheranism, even though Lutheranism is not an ism for 100, please. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the document signed on August 21st, 1577 at um, Gotha, which confessed Scripture as the only rule of faith and engaged other doctoral Gotha. controversies that arose since the 1530s. I would prefer a proper pronunciation. Gotha. <laughs> Brother. I, w- did we laugh about that uh, pronouncing things in German, the other show that we did last week? Yeah. Yeah, I think That's we did. That's funny. I'd like to laugh about that. Just again. refer to uh, our last show for that hilarity. August, what was it? I mean, this is important what day it happened on. There August could be 21st, a number of things. Which is coming right No up. matter the year, just August 21st. 1577, you say. That sounds an awful lot like the publication of the Book of Con... Ah, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the Book of Concord, our friendly neighborhood Book of Concord, was published in 1580. And it was uh, a few years before was when they finished uh, writing and publishing the Formula of Concord. So I'm going to say, what is the publication of the Formula of Concord? That is correct. Congratulations. 100 points. you have anything more to say about the Formula of of Concord? Um, It is is awesome. It's the only only thing in the history of the world, the only only good document that was written by a committee. Maybe the Declaration of Independence was written by committee. Normally, when you get a bunch of hands in in, in the in the stew, it it muddles it up, but not this time. Okay, you ready for another round then? Oh yeah, I'll take uh, events in the history of Lutheranism, even though Lutheranism is not an ism, for two hundred, please. Okay, actually, I think that the uh, technical category was events relevant to Lutheranism. That's okay. Uh, the individual born on January 13th, 1635, who became one of the oh, leading no. voices in pietism, a movement 
that included many German Lutherans. Yes. What year was it again? Uh, 1635. Uh, what day, I mean? Oh, Sorry, January, the year doesn't bother me. <laughs> January 13th. January 13th. Now, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. In my, my office, which is, a, which is a hot mess right now because <laughs> I got books everywhere. I mean, it is a disaster. This is the good old days before I read Getting Things Done. It's it's probably worse than that. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Did you not just come back from a conference of doxology telling other people how to get things done? I did indeed just come back from that. <laughs> okay. I mean, sometimes you got to get messy to get creative. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm what, the result of this will be in a couple of weeks, I'll have all my library categorized, cataloged, and everything. That's why this is such a huge mess, because no book, there's no order at all to any books, and now it is becoming an order. So I have cataloged, like, three books and put them on the shelf where they need to go, three or maybe four. Nice. But one of them happens to be this book, Pia, what is it? Pia does a, does, Pia does a, does a, the way does of piety, it, anyways, yeah. in English. How do you say that? Desideria, Pia, I think. Pia Desideria by Philip Yakov Spainer, who was second generation but most influential in the growth of Lutheran pietism. So I'm going to say, what is the birthday of Philip Yakov Spainer? Uh, I think that's incorrect. What? Can you repeat what you just said? What is... Can you repeat the answer, please? <laughs> You said, what is the birthday? No, no, no. Hold on. Say it again. <laughs> Who is Philip Jakob Sprainer? Oh, I don't know if you deserve that. Oh. Alex Trebek would not, would not uh, recognize oh, that. Are you kidding did me? You, did you see that, I think last week or the week before, they had uh, Kids Week on Jeopardy? And the final Jeopardy question, well, the, the, the question to the answer was, um, what is the Eman- Emancipation Proclamation? And the poor kids spelled it wrong, and they didn't. They didn't award him the prize. <laughs> oh no! This poor like eight year old is like smarter than you and I combined, and uh, and and he misspelled a word, and they didn't give him the prize. <laughs> so bad. I couldn't even. I can't even imagine. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'll give it to you. So that's two hundred points. You're up to three hundred points now. That's what are you gonna do with all your points? I don't know. Did you know? I did you know that uh, Spainer was the godfather of Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf? No, yeah. I was singing the Zinzendorf hymn the other day. I was too. I like the fact that Zinzendorf is a von. I kind of creepy. This guy, you Zinzendorf, know, Zinzen- right? He's a count. Of the Mar- didn't he have something to do with the Moravians? Yeah, he was a bishop of the Moravian Church, and uh, but he still claimed to be a Lutheran all the time. Um, what I think is fascinating is that he grows up in this kind of uh, age of pietism. Uh, he's right in there, but his hymn is like the least pietistic hymn that we have in the hymnal. Uh, Jesus, thy blood and righteousness. Yes, you know what I always, I, I, I always, um, well, not always, but if ever I go to visit someone, they say, oh, pastor, you know, I'm sorry you have to come and see me because I haven't had a wash my hair in two weeks or whatever because they're dying in the hospital you know and they apologize right, for right. how they look mm-hmm. and i sing them that song jesus thy blood and righteousness my beauty are my glorious dress mm. i said now talk about how you look again and i'll sing it again <laughs> very good yeah that's a that's a fantastic i think that's one of our strongest hymns in the hymnal right i would there. agree yep okay so you have 300 points sweet uh I'm going to take 
relevant events in the history of Lutheranism, which is really not an ism, for 300, please. <laughs> That's a fantastic title of this category. I like it, too, myself. All right. Uh, the individual who was born on May 13th, 1810, uh, one of, um, uh, sorry, the, the first of the Missouri Synod founders to arrive in North America and served as the second president of the LCMS. Ooh. The first president was Walter, CFW, Carl Ferdinand Willie, Walter, and the third president of the Luther Church Missouri Missouri Synod was also CFW Walter. The second president was not Walter. It was a different man. This is great. (laughs) Who was (laughs) Germanish. You want some more straws not, to grab? I don't think it was. I do not think it was Peeper. I do believe that Peeper was the fourth president, but it could have been August Herman Peeper. Right in there. I'll bet you that's what it. Oh, oh, no, Peeper's got to be later. Walter fourteen hundred. Then so, he someone else starts doing it. What's that sound? I just sounds like you struck a match. I just killed a fly. Poor fly. <laughs> That fly was probably listening. Um, <laughs> At least somebody is. There goes a listener. <laughs> ah, yeah, this is a bad. Since I just came back from a continuing ed class on the history of the Missouri Synod, shows Ooh, how long I can remember things. Doctor Rass, I, I don't think he gets his continuing ed credits. <sighs> Who is August Herman Peeper? I'm sorry, you were looking for Winnikin. Winnick ah Frederick Conrad Diedrich Winnikin. Man, oh man, these guys have lots of names. <laughs> Peeper was way later. He was like in the uh nineteen twenties. Uh, Peeper's so how did it go? Do you have the list? No, but I know that uh Winnikin was you born don't in eighteen ten. You're and ignorant. He, I know that Francis Peeper was not one of the first are you talking about Francis Peeper? I don't know. The one that wrote the Christian dogmatics? August Herman. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. I do not know. Here, no, I'm looking this up. We're don't talking worry. about different guys. No, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Um, presidents. I want to know the presidents here. Yeah. Um, he was good. That, uh, okay. Winnikin. So this goes, ah, oh, sheesh. Uh, Walter, then Winnikin, then Walter, then Schwann. Schwann. Then, that's right. Then Franz August Otto Pieper. Okay. Then Fotenhauer. Then Benkin, Harms, Preuss, Bowman, Barry, Kuhn. Kishnik Harrison. There you go. There's the list. Um, yeah. So, Our listener was dying. So, oh boy! I hope today on Table Talk Radio they talk about all the presidents of the history of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. <laughs> that would be a dream come true. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so this this says, and I'm I'll just cheat would tell you where I'm getting all these. It's from the introduction to the um, Law and Gospel, the new translation to the Law and Gospel book by C. F. W. Walther. And it says here, Winnikin was the definite article, the first of the Missouri Synod founders to arrive in North America. Nice. So there you go. All right, more of this joy uh, after this break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. If you have a question for us, you can email us, questions at tabletalkradio.org, or why don't you just give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. We'll be right back.
Table Talk Radio. Unscripted, unprepared, unashamed. This is Table Talk Jeopardy. Whoa, man. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. If you're playing the game Table Talk Jeopardy, we'll look at the scoreboard and find uh, how many points Pastor Wolfmiller has. And the scoreboard says zero. Man. Zero. Man, that was really nice having all those points for a little while. <laughs> you know what? Probably uh, in this next one, not only am I going to get the question right, I'm also going to get the buzzword. And I'll be, I'll be floating in like 10,000 points. <laughs> the nice thing is if I don't catch you... Saying you know what the buzzword. In points is like. How many? No, what's that like? I have no idea. Someday I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. I hated that as a kid. You're, I'll tell you when you're older. Yeah, right. You'll forget. Okay. Uh, so, what would you like next? Uh, I'll take uh, relevant events in the history of the Lutheran Church. Right, in the history of Lutheranism, even though it is not an ism. <laughs> for four hundred, please, Evan. All right. Your answer is. The debate, which began on April 15, 1841, on church and ministry between Walther and Malbark. 1841. The debate, which began in 1841 between Walther Walther and and Marbach. Marbach. What is... Hmm. I remember this. This was a big deal because so the Lutheran these all these Lutheran guys follow across the uh, come across the ocean, uh, fleeing the Prussian Union, with this guy Stefan, who apparently knew how to preach law and gospel, but also had some other extracurricular activities in which he was interested, <laughs> which gets him removed from the office, and now they're all wondering if they should go back to Germany, etc. And Walter has a gets depressed, and then he writes some thesis, and it results in this debate that they have on. You know, are we still the church, etc.? And I think this is, uh, the, I think this is called the Altenburg debate, if I remember right. What is the Altenburg debate? You got it! Wow. Oh man, I thought you were, I thought you were just fishing for answers there, but no. Now you're up to four hundred. What in the world? Am I four hundred points? Hmm. Nice. Okay. Well, you have one more then. And then we gotta do some praise song crunching. Oh man. Now, what segment? Are we almost done with the show, or do this we have another segment? This is the third segment. We have one more. So we've got to kind of stretch this out a little bit, or we are right? We could always grab another praise song. Let's do uh, relevant events in the history of Lutheranism, even though it is not an ism, for <laughs> 500, please. All right. <clears throat> that should be my daily double. Oh, yeah. Bleep, 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 bleep. All right. So how much would you like to wager? 4,000 points. You only have 400. <laughs> 400 points. Okay, so this will be a true Daily Devil, as they say on the show. <laughs> I'm a geek. Okay, uh, this says... <laughs> Let me try... Okay. The diet that took place on October 30th, 1536, in which Christian III decrees Lutheranism, the state religion of Denmark and Norway. What was that? Oh, also, I'll give you a little bit more. 
Uh, this is also the uh, the diet in which uh, Johann Bugenhagen writes the church orders, the uh, rules for administration of the church and celebration of the divine service. What was the emperor's name? Christian the Witch? The third. This is only the third Christian they've had as an emperor? <laughs> okay, so what happened again? October 30th, 1536. It was a diet, and they did what? Uh, they declared Christian Lutheranism. Christian III de- decreed Lutheranism the state religion of it Denmark It doesn't really say that from what you're reading, does it? Yes. Lutheranism. It's not an ism. <laughs> that, that somehow made it past CPH Doctrinal Review, that ism. I don't know. I don't, so so did the title <laughs> Lutheranism 101. <laughs> Let's see here. When Pastor Wolfner uh, teaches that class, it's Lutheran 101. <laughs> Lutheran Doctrine 101. How about that? <laughs> Lutheranism. What it, 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 like we're Lutheranists. A bunch of Lutheranists. <laughs> Are you a Lutheranist? This this show is very Lutheran-ish. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, let's see. I think uh, this is the. What is this thing? This is. There's a thing where they declared this to be. This, so 1536. Look, Luther's still alive. He doesn't die for another ten or eight years or so. This is right at. The, this is right before Smallcald is written. The Schmalcaldic League. They, they, when you when you start declaring things to be Lutheran-ish, Lutheran countries, this is where you get the. Is this like the? What is this called? The, there's like the. There's like the peace of Westphalia, and there's like the peace of something. But what other? The only other diet I could possibly think of. Is the diet of Spire? What is the diet of Spire? <clears throat> That's I'm the only sorry. diet I could think of, except for the diet of worms. You were looking for the diet of Copenhagen. Oh. That would make you sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the jokes are so bad. <laughs> All right, so you get zero, nothing. Your only hope now is to get the buzzword, which you don't even know. So it's not looking Copenhagen. good for you. Copenhagen. Uh, nope. Okay. Well, let's play the praise song. Uh, this this one comes to us from one of our, our listeners. Uh, I, didn't have a I got it here. Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Read it Greetings, Pastor Wolfmuller and Gagline. I discovered the show about a week ago. Particularly enjoyed the game Praise Song Cruncher. Recently extricated myself from, the, from my home Southern Baptist Church, where the majority of worship service was comprised of the music of Hillsong, Crowder, Tomlin, Praise, and Worship Trio, and moved to a local LCMS church. Hey, that's great, Kelsey. Most of the songs we sung in my old church usually at the very least slightly annoyed me, but one especially from the first time I was introduced to our congregation caused me to have almost a psychological response to it. The song is Courageous by Casting Crowns. Is this one we're doing? Yep. I suppose I could understand it being played on K-Love as an inspirational song, but as far as I can tell, it doesn't fit into the category of a praise song, yet it is bafflingly part of the church praise band set. I'd love to hear you critique it on the show. Also, show number 118, Crunch David Crowder Band's How He Loves. I think it'd be fair to point out, uh, if no one else already has, that the song was written by John Mark McMillan and that your favorite stanza, And Heaven Meets Earth Like an Unforeseen Kiss, was originally So Heaven Meets Earth Like a Sloppy Wet Kiss. Did we sort that <laughs> thing out? That sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> I don't... Heaven Meets Earth Like a Sloppy Wet Kiss. That's a nice line. That's well written, well crafted. 
I don't remember how y'all rated this romanticism in the song, but this would evaluate. Uh, this would elevate the score a smidge, <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Thanks for right. the work you do, Kelsey. Wait. Thanks for the work you do, <laughs> Kelsey. <laughs> oh, we thank Kelsey for her work too. Indeed, yeah. she took like three minutes of the show. Appreciate okay. it, Kelsey. This is a song, Courageous, by Casting Crowns. And if I'm not mistaken, in fact, I'm pretty certain that uh, this was a song that Casting Crowns wrote for the sake of the movie. You know that Christian movie that was out a little while ago, Courageous, with the police officers that mm-hmm. need to be mm-hmm. better fathers and all that junk. Okay, uh, here's a song by Stuff. Casting Crowns. <laughs> we were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation. Finally breaks the chains We were made to be courageous We were made to be courageous We were warriors on the front lines Standing unafraid But now we're watchers on the sidelines While our families slip away Okay, that's um, the song. Um, there's more to this. Do you want to read this? It's pretty long. It is long. This is our resolution, our answer to the call. We will love our wives and children. We refuse to let them fall. Do only the men sing when you sing this in church? <laughs> yeah, that's probably a only men stanza. with wives. Because it'd be a little awkward if the women are singing. We will love our wives and children. <laughs> awkward. But what about the single guys? It's only the married guys that can sing that stanza. Yeah, man. You're out of it. That's why I had you start reading. In the war of the mind, I make my stand. In the battle of the heart, in the battle of the hand. What is what that is? I was going to say this is talking about the battle of the bands. <laughs> we were made to be courageous. We're taking back the fight. We were made to be courageous. And it starts with us tonight. Or if you're singing in the morning, it starts with us <laughs> this morning. <laughs> the only way we'll ever stand is on our knees with lifted hands. Ooh, that's a pun. Make us courageous, Lord. Make us courageous. Is it a pun or is it just more ironic? It's a... Well, probably if I knew what a pun is, maybe I wouldn't know. (laughs) The only way we'll ever stand is on our knees. Get it? Because it's not standing when you're on your knees, but it's standing because you're on your knees. Oh, okay. I guess it is a pun. Okay. Get it? Yep. Get it? Want me to explain it to you? Um, that's like, no. um, uh, yeah, that's like a normal pun and a church sign. It, it says, is. take a stand, get on your knees. Like that. Okay. Sorry. I, I yeah. haven't been reviewing my church signs lately, so I'm a little, I'm a little rusty on puns. <laughs> Seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. That's from the Bible. All right. We're going to take a break right there, and we're going to crunch this right after this break. Don't go away. Do you remember when? We used to sing, sha la 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 la
Table Talk Radio. You won't find a better show out there unless you try. I hear your heart beat to the beat of the drums. Oh, what a shame that you came here with someone. So why are you here in my arms? Let's make the most of the night. Theme song. What are you talking about? My theme song. All right. Is this what you listen to when you go clubbing? Yeah, club road. In, uh, <laughs> you should see it. <laughs> I would like that. That's funny because next time I'm there, we can go clubbing. I like to say clubbing. The reason that's funny is Rogue River is a little town about 2,000 people with mostly retired people living here. <laughs> All right, no. so <laughs> uh, so we're going to explaining it. Crunch this uh, the song "Courageous" by Casting Crown. So is Jesus oh, yeah. mentioned in this song? Indeed. Let's take a take a look. See, you were ma- we were made to be courageous. Uh, where are you, men of courage, uh, children? No, no Jesus. Okay, so let's just. Um, if Jesus isn't mentioned, does this have have the song a lot of potential to do well? I mean, does, if it fails in that first no, question, it, what's the possibility of it doing well? Not real good. I mean, it might sneak through with some real good insight. Like, I, I don't know. You made a song about the anti-catechism. Something. You, you I'd, did? I'd like that. No, no, I'd like it if you did. Oh, Remember the anti-catechism? Work, that thing I talked that, about? Yeah. Hey, I think this is an interesting phenomenon in the uh, churches these days where it's, there's all this talk about leadership. You know, you've heard churches talk about leadership because that's all they ever talk about. We need more leaders. Like, that's what we need. Oh, you know how many leaders you need? One. For a bunch of people, <laughs> one leader. You do not need a lot of leaders. I don't know where this obsession with the leadership gets into. It's like the, the chief it of got, the Indian the tribe church. saying, we need more chiefs around here. <laughs> It's weird. Like the cook saying, we need more cooks in this. You know what this kitchen needs? More cooks. Right. Indeed. Okay. So, so the courageous, this is this kind of thing, this kind of Christian leadership. Now, you could say, look, men, dear men of the church, you are not being men. You're being lazy and so forth. Uh-huh. So stop it. Yeah. Or why not? I just say this. Yeah. Right. Repent, be a man, etc. Quit going out to the club. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. Tonight though. we die. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Club Rogue River is the most amazing thing you've ever seen. I'm just gonna. <laughs> we should make some table talk T-shirts that say Club Rogue River. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, That'd be a huge hit. I'm, I'm on the list. The bouncer sees me coming. He just he just motions me right yeah, out. Come on, don't have to wait in line at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about Club Mystical? Rogue River, a.k.a. Denny's? <laughs> no, we don't even have a Denny's. Do you we have a Denny's? Uh, in Grants Pass, I ate a at Denny's, a place. But... What is that place where I ate at that sells, had pictures on the menu like Denny's? That's my, that's my criteria for restaurants, by the way. That's how cultured I am. <laughs> I want a place with pictures on the menu. Excuse me, uh, there's no pictures on this menu. Can you? Uh, <laughs> I'd like this thing here. Some I, don't even, I don't even have to read the words. <laughs> I don't want this thing. 
The with only all the place I know that I've been to uh, to out to eat with you here in Rogue River was at that um, outdoor place where we went with Mark Pearson after the after. Church. I remember that, but that is not what I'm talking about. I'm thinking about the other place down the street from there because there's only one street. <laughs> so down the street <laughs> describes everything in Rogue River. Yeah. You know, you know how down long it takes to drive to the church. River? Less than five no, minutes. Hello. How long does it take to get for you to get to church? About twelve. It takes me about twenty minutes. Did, you, did I ever tell you about this? How it takes me twenty minutes to get to church on my bicycle, and then it took me about an hour and twenty minutes to get home. Why? Because it's uphill. You say no, <laughs> just because I couldn't sit down on the way home. <laughs> so sore. All right, let's get to mystical form. Uh, truth and repetition. Slightly repetitious. I think it's mostly in sentences. This is our resolution, our answer to the call. We will love our wives and children. We refuse to let them fall. We will re- reignite the passion that we buried deep inside. What is that about? What is this even talking about? <laughs> May the watchers become warriors. Let the men of God arise. So, in other words, off the sidelines, into the game, fellas. That's fine. I guess. Have I ever That's told fine. you my theory about why um, we have this problem of men not being men? No, but I'll be interested in your theory. It's actually not all that profound at all, but I think it's the rise of feminism. And uh, one day I was talking to one of my, one of my uh, pastor friends who's in uh, the middle of nowhere, uh, uh, Kansas. He wishes there was a club Rogue River near him. And, uh, and he, I, called, uh, I called his place one Monday night, and uh, his wife said that, oh, he's at a voters meeting at church. And I said, you guys have voters meetings on, on Monday night? I mean, nobody would come to my voter meetings if they were on Monday nights. And she said, she told me that, uh, well, this church um, uh, doesn't have women's suffrage so that uh, all the men go because they know they have to because no one else will if they don't. And hey, uh, there it you go. really made me realize that once uh, once women have been uh, um, taken sort of the, the roles which men ought to be in, then uh, men willingly back off. But if they have an expectation that, that they have to do this, then they will. They'll step up and do it. That's my little theory. It's not all that profound or really original with me, but uh, maybe that little story was... Anyway, going on, mystical content. I totally agree with it. Uh, immediacy, romance, loss of self, internal, not necessarily, no. It's just a, this is kind of a raw raw song. It's kind of like um, it's like a pregame raw, raw music. <laughs> is that a, that should be a new official category for our praise song cruncher? Is this a raw 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 song? raw? Hey, by the way, who was saying that I have to? I'm supposed to t- that my mom. Someone said they met my mom and that she was not a hippie. Hmm. They told me that they wanted me to know that. Until my response, what what could oh, that have possibly have been? been? Was it, it someone at the Higher Things conference? Your mom was I a chaperone. I think so. I think someone met my mom at the Higher Things conference and says, your mom's not a hippie. And I said, my response is, she hides it well. <laughs> All right, fourth law Ra, and gospel. Ra song the, goes the, right next to, my this, mom is not a hippie category. This is where it's going to be revealed. Uh, does the, long, the, the song proclaim the law and its sternness and the gospel and its sweetness? Well, it proclaims the law in its doableness. Where were you, men of courage? You were made for so much more. Let the pounding of our hearts cry. We will serve the Lord. That's not a sentence. We were made to be courageous. We're taken back. This is, a, again, so the rah-rah song is uh, is all law. Can't okay. be anything else. And then any other explicit false teaching not already addressed? Um, I don't think so. Did you see any? Uh, no, other than other than the law gospel. No. In the lack of Christ, that's kind of a big deal. Okay, so this one's crunched, yeah, yeah. I think. Crunch, yeah. No, not for it, its it, mysticism, right. but I mean, failed on other accounts. Yeah, right. 
Okay, do you want to set up this next one? We have three minutes till the, till the end of the show. Oh, man. Okay, so how's this go? This is Oh, this is a song. I was up at the AFLC, guys, the Association of Free Lutheran Churches. That is the group that is like learning you had a cousin you never knew about who runs the church <laughs> up in Hawaii. Remember that? And uh, and I was up there, and they had a praise band before and after my uh, talk. And uh, the, one of the things they wrote, a, the theme was Isaiah 53, and they wrote this song about Isaiah 53, and they said, hey, uh, crunch this. So here it is. Was disdained and abandoned. He knew grief like a friend. He was spurned and forsaken. By his wounds we are healed. For our sins he was stricken. For our dark souls was crushed, broken man of sorrows, the only Lamb of God, and I cry to the one who was despised and rejected, who was crushed for my sin. That's not bad. So let's go through by, the... by oppression and judgment, he was taken away like a lamb to the slaughter, yet silent in that day. They hung him high on Golgotha, yet he knew no sin. He made his grave with the wicked, poured out to live again, poured out to live again. There you go. All right. So is Jesus mentioned? Yes. The whole hymn is a take on Isaiah 53, which is about Jesus. And they uh, weave in the cross to make sure you don't miss it. All right. And then mystical form, does it use subject, verb, and object? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of these sentence fragments that sneak in here. Broken man of sorrows, the only lamb of God, ways to identify Jesus. Poured out to live again, that's not a sentence also. So there's a few sentence fragments. So there's a little bit of mystical form in here. It's okay. Now, I don't find much. a lot of repetition. They did a good job of uh, you know using uh, different verses that didn't repeat the same line over and over uh, with mm-hmm. just a chorus that repeats. So that's good. It, Moves along, yep. So, mystical content. We have immediacy, romance, loss of self, internal, and the subjective. Uh, no. I mean, it's about Jesus. So, I mean, the last line, I'm broken, heal me, which comes again. I'm broken, heal me. I'm broken, heal me. I'm broken, heal me. This is a, it's, there's, um, it's talking about the death of Jesus and his, and the reconciliation and justification that comes from him. Does the song proclaim the law and its sternness and the gospel and its sweetness? I think you're right. It does. Um, our sins, he was stricken. Our dark souls was crushed. And that dirt, you d- wouldn't have even need to put that in there. You could have said, for our souls was crushed, but they, they wanted it there. That's kind of nice. For our dark souls. So, crushed nice. for my sin, broken for me. So, there is law there, and there is gospel, like there's law and gospel beautifully in Isaiah 53. And what about any other explicit false teaching? Reconciles his cross. Through him we are justified, we are healed. Nope. 
It's good. All right. So this, I think, marks, what, the third song that's past the cruncher? Third or fourth. Yeah, I think we had one that kind of had some, uh, you know, some asterisks next to the passing. But this one unequivocally passes, I think, doesn't it? I think it does. Made it right through. All right. Well, you've been listening to Table Talk Radio, and if you would like to give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like women's choir singing the song Courageous. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.